And for thoughts on that and many other things, we go to Terrence Oglesby. Uh, he is on Twitter allegedly now uh, after some some real dicey moments, some real dicey moments uh, where my man was hacked. It was a it was a whole ordeal. CZ Binance, aka Terrence Oglesby, joins us right now on the program. <laughs> T.O., what's up, buddy? <laughs> Thank you for such a kind introduction. <laughs> it's really, yeah. It has been a struggle, but I, I'm fighting the good fight. I'm fighting the good Dude. fight. I think I'm going to end up getting it back in a couple of weeks. Okay, good. A couple of weeks. So CZ Binance gets to come with uh, hot basketball takes until then. Is that what you're telling us? That's exactly what I'm telling you. So through, throughout <laughs> March Madness, probably the least opportune time for me to get hacked. That's when that happens. Okay, so let's let's talk about that because... I think the like we have overused cliches like soft bubble, uh, you know things like that that we say this time of year. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a strong bubble, but we always talk about how uh, weak the bubble is. And I know Clemson is in that conversation. To give me a sense of where you think this Clemson team is, and where you think this Clemson team is relative to some of the metrics that the committee is going to uh, look at. And uh, especially after the win at NC State, any significant change in that conversation in your mind? It, here's my thing. I, I think you get another, you know, quad one win or whatever it is. Lord knows what, what it is. I, I can't seem to figure it out. And whenever you're 30 games into the season and you have 16 spot swings, there's something wrong with your system. Uh, I, I can't stand the way this has gone. The, the, the way that Clemson's played during conference play – uh, any other year, you, what are they, 13, 14, five, like 13 and 5, like this is a team that should be in the NCAA tournament. There should be no debate about it. And to be honest with you guys, I've been to, I've called, what, three games this season in person for television. Like this, Clemson is an NCAA tournament team. They look the part, they defend, they do all these things. The problem is these losses that they've had on their resume, 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 resume have been, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they're atrocious. The loss of South Carolina has not turned out well. Uh, the loss at Louisville is almost inexcusable considering the circumstance. And you look at those two and you're like, well, on a given night, those teams could be good. If things kind of line up and the stars align, South Carolina can win a game. They showed that whenever they went up to Kentucky and won. Like, and not only that, whenever Clemson lost that game, P.J. Hall was still on a minutes restriction. Clemson's still trying to figure out their point guard spot. The, the problem with this metric is it takes out every sort of context that you could possibly put on a situation, and it's basically – it's not the end-all, be-all, but it's also one that it makes you look bad for something that happened the second game of the season, November whatever it was, 13th, 14th, 15th. Like, it shouldn't be that way. But the problem is you got 10 people in there making decisions that don't know ball, so they have to find ways to quantify things. Well, and, and a follow-up to that, I mean, I, I know you always like to uh, bring up the Big Ten. And the Big 12 is sort of like this, too, where, like, West Virginia, I, they won last night. That's a nice win. West Virginia has virtually no good wins at all, but just by virtue of playing good teams, we make believe that teams are good. 
uh, just because you uh, surround yourself with a bunch of quality uh, opponents. It feels like you're just gaming the system. And then when you get to March, we wonder why some of these leagues crash and burn and why the ACC maybe uh, overachieved last year and I think is going to overachieve this year. And I know that frustrates you as an observer. How much of this is real? that the ACC is down based on what you've seen, and how much of this is just this is what the numbers say, so we kind of just have to uh, we, we just have to take it for what it's worth, but we know differently, if that makes sense. The problem with the ACC is the bottom just kills you. They, they kill yes. your metrics. Like, for example, for example, Florida State is not a terrible basketball team. The problem with Florida State is, is they start out the season two and nine when they only had six healthy players. Then they get to conference play. They're two and nine. And then all of a sudden they start to get healthy and then they start to upset some people. And that just drags down your metrics tremendously based on something that really was out of their control and is out of the teams that are, that they're playing. It's out of their control. So, it doesn't make any sense. I think the bottom is the thing that kills you. I think Georgia Tech is really bad. Florida State was horrendous in the non-conference and then eventually picked it up. Louisville, for, for all intents and purposes, has been one of the biggest disappointments, not named North Carolina in, the, in all of college basketball. So you play those three teams just by virtue of them being bad, they're going to drop your net. So I, I don't think that – I don't think that – the ACC in general, especially the top seven or eight teams, every one of those teams could win a game or two in the NCAA tournament pending matchups. So the, is there a national title contender? I would say no. Is there a team? Are there teams at the bottom that absolutely kill your record? I would say there's three of them. So that's where your real problem lies is the fact that no national title contender and you throw in three bottom feeders in the league that absolutely crush everything you do resume-wise. Hey, T.O., I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, these quad one versus quad two versus quad three versus quad four wins. And, you know, you look through a lot of these teams in the net rating. I can't help but think that the net rating is just a little bit subjective as to what they're considering. Like, I understand that the formula is the formula, but you look at a team like West Virginia, who is three and eight on the road. They're terrible in their league. They're four and 12 in quad one games. And yet you look at the net rating and they moved up last night to 23rd in the net rating. I just I'm having a hard time rationalizing the net rating and the system that they're using for quads. And I feel like the ACC is being underrated as a as a whole and I feel like the Big 12 and the Big 10 are being overrated in the net rating and that's forcing a lot of these conversations where it's like oh well you look at a team like West Virginia yeah they have five quad one wins but they're five and 12 in quad one games they played 17 quad one games according to the net rating and I have a hard time believing that West Virginia has played 17 of the top 35 or 50 or whatever they're considering quad one depending on home road in the country what do you think about that? Uh, well, I, I, what I think about it is facts and how long have you known me? It's been, what, two, three years? I, I, I'm not that smart. So I, I think that's, that's one thing to consider. You need numbers, talk to Quark, because that's that's him more than it is me. Well, listen, we, we went to – look, we had the same major. I'm not, I'm not going to let you get away with that. We had the same major at Clemson, okay? We had the same rigors of academics as, uh, as each other. So I'm not going to let you get away with that. <laughs> well, hey, look, I, I, I've tried to figure it out. I can't. I think one of the biggest things is you look at West Virginia, who is the bad team in that league, Texas Tech, that's it. And then the other eight are really good, and, and they, they were good in the non-conference. So if there's one thing that we've learned throughout the course 
of the last two or three years, how you play in November and December is ultimately how you're looked at in February and March. Uh, you have to win non-conference games. And a lot of people, you know, they say, well, I'm not really worried. I'm not really worried about the rest of the conference and the non-conference. I'm only worried about Clemson. No, that's not how this works. Like, you have to worry about the rest of your league. You have to cheer on the rest of your league, especially in November and December before you start playing conference games because that's when you garner your reputation. So the, the league as a whole, and it's harder whenever you have 15 teams, right? You have 15 teams in your league. The Big Big 12 has 10 teams. I'm still trying to figure out that math. That's the math I'm worried about, not all these quad situations. The, the, the Big 12 having 10 teams. That, that messes with me more than anything. But you look at, like, November and December is where your reputation is generated. You have to be good there. And the problem is, is a lot of ACC teams, they're still figuring themselves out during those months. I, I talked to Coach Brownell about this, and he's like, you know, maybe the ACC needs to change up how they schedule and put more conference games during November and December. So at least when you're figuring yourself out, you're not hurting your league's reputation. You know, move some of these game, move some of these non-conference games in January and February. So then you figured yourself out, and then your reputation is good from there. He is Terrence Oglesby joining us here. Uh, check him out, Field of 68, and uh, check him out very soon as – not a crypto, weird crypto Twitter account user or whatever. He'll be back on Twitter uh, fully uh, in just a little bit. Um, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Clemson and Virginia tonight. Um, tough place to go play. Good news is Clemson 1-0 in their last one trips to Charlottesville. So in your mind, what has to go well for Clemson tonight in order to beat Virginia? They have to shoot the ball well. I think because the way Virginia plays – they're, they're hard hedging every ball screen, so you have to get rid of that ball quick, and then you have to attack them on the second side of their defense. So the ball has to move fast, and you have to sit there and be really ready to shoot. I guess the Virginia team, they're pretty big outside of Kihei Clark. They're long, and they're, they're really strong. I think that's a big thing. They put their body on you on the perimeter. It's really hard to get shots off. If that ball is moved quickly and they shoot shots well from the perimeter, Clemson can definitely go in there and win. Clemson's good enough to win there, and that's not the easiest place to play since Tony Bennett has been head coach at that spot. They have to play really well. Defensively, you just have to keep them in front and hope they don't make shots over top. But offensively, if that ball moves quick, you're going to be able to find opportunities because they're such a help-heavy team. You don't turn the ball over. You knock down shots. You have a chance to beat Virginia. Uh, And then let's say from the Virginia side, here's what I'm curious about because you just mentioned attacking their second side. I've heard it said, and I don't remember who. It might have been you who said this that this is the first time in a while that Tony Bennett's had a team maybe with better individual defenders and he's got a team collective defense. Is that a fair assessment of maybe a difference with this Virginia team uh, on that side of things? Uh, And is that why maybe some games they seem a little more susceptible than others? That wasn't me, but I love that. I love that saying. Okay. That's pretty spot on. I think um, that that's, that's actually really good. I, I think Reese Beekman's a terrific on-ball defender. Um, you know, sometimes some of their guys, you know, Jaden Gardner is a really good player, but at 6'5", 235 pounds, like he doesn't present the same kind of matchup dynamic, uh, especially away from the ball as a DeAndre Hunter did or 
some of these bigger forwards that they've had in you know recent memory. You know, uh, Kihei Clark is a really good on the ball defender, but he is basically a nothing on help side because he's only about five eight, and I, I don't. I, he's basically a nothing defensively on help side because you just see right over him coming to trap means nothing. So to to elaborate on your point, I, I think that's a terrific way to describe it. They just they don't have the size that they've traditionally had for that pack line defense to be so good, if that makes sense. Like Jaden Garner coming over and helping at six five is not the same as DeAndre uh, Williams coming over and helping out at six nine. Right, so there's a lot to be said for what you just stated, Quack, and it wasn't me, but I might steal it. I think that's really good. Hey, that's good, uh, and you can give credit to don't give credit to me, but just give credit to the ether because I, I have no idea where I got that from. I just stored it in my brain. Uh, time for one or two more with uh, with Terrence Oglesby here on the program. All right, uh, let me ask you this: Clemson gets a, a little bit of a head start on Miami and Pittsburgh. In terms of like throwing the first punch in this final week sprint to the finish, of course Virginia as well has a chance to to really stake a claim to win this league. In your mind, you, you're getting Miami, you're getting Pittsburgh, you're getting Virginia, you're getting Clemson. Four teams down the stretch with a chance to win this league. Who do you think is the team that is most likely to walk away with the regular season league crown? I'll be honest. Uh, I think Pitt has the advantage, and I don't have their schedules right in front of me. Who does Pitt play? Um, they play uh, at Notre Dame, and they play at Miami. Ooh. I think the two most important games are the one ton- uh, tonight, Clemson-Virginia, and then that, that Pitt-Miami game. Uh, then it's basically going to come down to tiebreakers if you're able to take care of business, right? So yeah, I, I actually think – you know, Virginia playing that important game at home, Miami playing that important game at home, that's where the differentiator is. But I'm telling you, that Pitt team, I don't care where they play. They don't care who's in front of them. Uh, they're so tough and so physical. And I, I'm not going to say the word dirty, but they rebound with their elbows high. So it's uh, it's a team that capable, to be honest with you guys, like Brad should be in the conversation for ACC Coach of the Year. Capel should be every bit as in the conversation, if not win ACC Coach of the Year, because of the job he's done, despite you know losing some guys in the preseason that a lot of people thought were going to be big factors. He's still been able to you know puzzle piece those guys together. I think Pitt has the upper hand because they have the lead right now, and and they should beat Notre Dame because where Pitt thrives is where Notre Dame struggles, and that's in the toughness category. So I think they, they take care of Notre Dame without much trouble. And then if they're able to, I, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation is, but they should be in good position going down to Miami to, to come out on top. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, final couple for you. I want to ask you about NC State Duke first. Uh, NC State, it feels like reeling a little bit. Uh, they, they obviously did not play well on Saturday. I feel like they might need this to feel comfy going into conference championship week about their NCAA tournament hopes. What are your thoughts on that game tonight in Cameron? I think I think Duke is playing well. I think John Shire is starting to figure it out. I think Derek Whitehead has turned into a, a very viable piece to that puzzle. And Shire's figured it out to a point to where Tyrese Proctor, they're, they're letting him bring the ball up the floor, and then they're letting Jeremy Roach be the play, playmaker. So he doesn't have to worry about bringing it up. But once he gets past there, he's, he's able to really put his foot on the gas pedal and then be that initiator as soon as he catches it. I thought that was a fantastic adjustment because Proctor's more of a, I'm going to set it up, get rid of it, and then I can do more later. 
Roach isn't necessarily wired like that. He wants to go right away. And by bringing him off the ball, I think Duke is really, really good. And the emergence of Derek Lively at the five protecting the rim is is massive for them. Now, NC State, I just – they might be reeling. I, I And I know Clemson just beat the brakes off of them. But I, it's a team to where – they have individual playmaking with Joyner and Smith. They have DJ Burns, who's a walking refrigerator with ballerina feet, who can be kind of a curveball to when their guards can't score. You throw it into the big fella, he can kind of make something happen. And against everybody not named Clemson, he's had a lot of success. So uh, I think NC State will have to play really well. I do think it's possible because of that individual playmaking that NC State walks out with a win. But Duke, they've started to find their rhythm. If I were a betting man, and I'm not. But if I were, I would probably go towards the Blue Devils. Uh, I want my tombstone to read "Walking Refrigerator with Ballerina Feet." I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be the goal. Um, all right, final one, and a real quick. Clemson's a six and a half point underdog. I'm looking at right now at Vegas Insider against Virginia. Do the Tigers cover? Do they win? I think the Tigers cover because they know how close it needs to be. And if we, one thing we know against uh, for Brad Brownell, if his back's against the wall, that's when he's at his best. I think it's entirely possible Clemson goes in and wins. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I think Clemson goes in and wins. Okay. You heard it here first from Terrence Oglesby. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate your insight. Good to visit with you. And uh, enjoy a, a nice long night of hoops. I will definitely do that. And, hey, Claw, take care of Faxon, man. I know he's over there just talking reckless. Take care of Faxon. Make sure everything's straight with that guy. Well, we'll, we'll keep him straight. <laughs> we'll keep him straight, buddy. Don't worry about it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Terrence Oglesby joining the party. We're late for a break. We'll come back. We'll get to Tired of It Tuesday and break down his comments next. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle, metal, and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 80 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Sark's Greenville Auto Repair is your shop that can repair your vehicle. Our staff has over 30 years of experience and are ASE certified, serving Greenville County since 2015. We specialize in brakes, suspension, wheel alignments, tires, engine diagnostic, and oil changes on all foreign and domestic vehicles. If you need basic maintenance or emergency repair, we can get you back on the road quickly. Located at 1900 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Greenville, or call 864-609-0202 for an appointment today. You can visit us online at sarksgreenvilleautorepair.com. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. The Bojangler's back at Bojangles, and it's dusted with Bo's famous seasoning. Hook one while you can. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. 
Hey, Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The maker of high-quality, world-famous Sunbrella products is looking for process operators, process technicians, quality inspectors, and material handlers. Now, they're seeking experienced pros, and they're also willing to train candidates who are new to manufacturing. So check out all the opportunities. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate, plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. That's right. You'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. So apply today. You'll also enjoy generous benefits, including paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching, a pension program, free on-site medical care, a 24-7 fitness center, and more. It's an established company with an exciting future, so don't wait. Apply now at join.sunbrella.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Apply today at join.sunbrella.com. Are you looking to take your lawn to the next level in 2023? At Carolina Top Dressing, we are committed to serving the upstate and bringing golf course type practices to your home, including aeration, top dressing, dethatching, and soil conditioning. Also, ask us about our latest top dressing amendment, Carolina Mix, or sign up for any of our turf services by visiting us at www.carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! Kitchens are the heart of the home. It's the one place for the family team huddle, an entertainment headquarters, a children's art museum, and most important of all, a place to enjoy good food with family and friends. That's why a kitchen not only should be stylish, but comfortable and functional. Linden Design is a full-service design studio that specializes in kitchen remodels. Their Spartanburg showroom has kitchen cabinets, lighting, and flooring to create a beautiful space. Call 864-494-4317 to schedule your consultation or visit their location at 101 Chester Street in Spartanburg. Could you use monthly payments to help meet basic needs? Like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. Find out about Supplemental Security Income. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Here at The Roar, every day is game day. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. All right, hour three continues out of bounds. Clemson now taking batting practice. We're about an hour and a half away from the start of things here at Floor Field. The Tigers and the USC Upstate Spartans looking to battle this afternoon. And before we get to that, we're going to go to the phones. Jeff patiently waited. Before we get to him, uh, I do want to tell you about our friends at Tiger Sports Shop. 48 years serving the Clemson community. It was born out of necessity, and now it's driven by passion. It is the Tiger Sports Shop. And you know what? If you can't get to one of the two physical locations, either on College Avenue in downtown or uh, right there on Highway 123 in Clemson, you can go online to tigersports.com, and they will hook you up with all the latest and greatest Clemson designs, apparel. You need a fleece. You need a jacket. You need a short sleeve shirt. We're getting back into short sleeve shirt uh, season here 
in just a few weeks. You need a new uh, baseball C uh, on a on a shirt, on a sweatshirt, on a cap, something like that. They got those at Tiger Sports Shop as well. They get you into the zone for every season of the year. Softball. They got Clemson softball gear. They've got Clemson lacrosse gear in there. I saw some great designs for the spring uh, when I was in there a little bit ago. Tiger Sports Shop. Again, two locations of Serbian Clemson or check them out online as well. It is uh, for Clemson fans and by Clemson fans. Let's go to Jeff. We'll take a phone call here. He wants to talk net rating. What's up, Jeff? Hey, Quack, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for getting in. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about the net ratings for a second. Um, uh, uh, Oglesby said something that um, I was actually thinking about earlier in like last couple of days of like the way Clemson's looking on the bracketology and how the ACC team, like even even Pittsburgh is like they're solidly in, but they're like a nine or ten seed, something like that, and they're winning the, the, the league. While like West Virginia is like a comparable seed to them, and they're bottom of their league, and so I was wondering like, how it got this way with the ACC this year, and it seems like uh, he mentioned something that I was actually considering myself that like the whole league is bogged down by like two or three teams, and that just doesn't seem right. Like, like the entire league is hurt by how bad Louisville is, and uh, I think wasn't Florida State they were pretty terrible in non-conference, right? So I mean th- they like. And, like, every conference has, like, the size of the league, 15 teams, you're bound to have two or three teams that are just really bad. Uh, like the Pac-12, they're bogged down by Cal, how terrible they are. Uh, the Big Ten has Minnesota being terrible this year. While, like, the Big 12, they only have 10 teams, so they don't have, like, these one or two really terrible teams that's bogging everybody down. Like, if they did, would that hurt the – I mean, the Big 12, it just so happens that they don't have, like, a really terrible team, and somehow the whole conference benefits from that. It just seems like a odd system to penalize a whole conference for like how bad one or two teams can be. So that's just well, like you're some h- generic thoughts about it, but yeah, but look, you're 100 percent right about that, Jeff, and I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Huh. You know, th- th- that's a that's a great perspective, and uh, it, it does echo some of the things that Terrence said. But it's a great perspective that you should not be graded based on who your neighbors are. Again, and I'll give the example of being in a neighborhood, it would be like if you were doing best lawn in your neighborhood and you were made a finalist because of how your neighbor's yard looks. That ain't how it works, man. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out how good your yard is. We're trying to figure out how good your resume is. We're trying to figure out who you can be. And the bottom line is this. Yes, Clemson has not helped itself in every single situation that it could have helped itself this year. But it's also picked off some teams that you wouldn't expect it to beat. You don't expect Clemson to go to NC State and win. But it's almost like the metrics, and I, I know that I know that the NC State win, they got a bump, but it's almost like the metrics in some of these lo- wins that you, you, you know, uh, you, you felt like Clemson was going to get some respect by that. They were like, eh, I don't know. But th- like everybody else, all the people who were watching said, hey, you know what? That's a pretty significant win. And then some of the losses that you're like, boy, it's a bad loss. The metrics are, are, are tanking. And then it's almost like you can't recover from these bad outcomes, no matter how good your good outcomes are, because of who your neighbors are. It doesn't make any sense. You would think that the NCAA would somehow change the formula if it finds out that you're now favoring and skewing the data toward people because of who they surround themselves with rather than who they are. But, I mean, what do I know? That's actually a great segue into Faxon's Tired of It Tuesday. Let's hit it. So, are you sick and tired of a certain athlete? Sick and tired 
Tired of a particular story? I don't know about you, but I'm getting sick and tired. Got that one sports figure that you're just ready to see move on? You know what I'm sick and tired of? Well, we get rid of the people and the stories that make you sick. Make me sick. I'm just sick of this and I'm sick of you. So sick, I don't know what to do with myself. Now, I am just sick and tired. It's time for Tired of a Tuesday with Quok and Ben. And when I'm not sick, I'm tired. I am sick and tired. On the roar. Quok, I'm kicking this off, and you mentioned it was the perfect segue. I'm absolutely sick of the net rating. And I know that everybody listening is probably going to be with me and that this is the low-hanging fruit. But this is the most ridiculous thing that I have ever seen in my life, what I'm witnessing with this bubble talk right now. Quok, what were you doing on February 11th? Do you know? It was a Saturday. Uh, February 11th. Was that the, was that the, oh, man. Uh, golly, what, were we on a plane somewhere? I, Miami, where are we going? Yeah, it might have been on a plane to Miami. Regardless, 17 days ago is the last time Oklahoma State won a basketball game. They are currently Oof. above Clemson on the bubble at 16 and 14 overall. They are seventh in the Big 12, and they are four games below 500 in their conference. Now, let's take a gander at Wisconsin, who was another bad basketball team. Tenth in the Big 10, 16 and 12, below 500 in their conference. These two teams are are firmly in the NCAA tournament picture over Clemson because two nerds in a basement in Montana who have never sniffed a Division I basketball court, never been around a Division basketball program, have this context-free metrics rating that has been placed into order. And let's take a look at a couple more of these fraud teams that have no business having the pedigree that they've had, according to Joe Lenardi right now. Nevada, you want to know what Nevada did last night, Quack, while some people were asleep? They lost to 8-21 Wyoming. This team still boasts a bye because the analytics apparently with the net rating coincide that the Mountain West is a stronger conference in the ACC this year. The Mountain West went 0-4 in the NCAA tournament last year, and the ACC had two teams make the Final Four. This is the most ridiculous system that I have ever seen in any sport to determine who is going to get to the postseason. This is worse than the BCS computer, and I'm not afraid to say it. This is absolutely ludicrous. This should be the last year that the net rating is in existence, and it needs to be abolished and shot into the sun after this year. I'm actually irate. And I'm so tired of it. And I'm so tired of having to monitor Joe Lenardi's Twitter account every week to wonder if Clemson's going to be in the NCAA tournament because the two people in Montana who can't shoot a basketball from the three-point line. Wow. That was uh, that was really good. That's that's what we were looking for on Tired of It Tuesday. You know what? And I, I'll say this. I think – and I've, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to my analytic brethren. I think the net rating was a good idea in theory because it was an improvement on RPI – and I've, I'll say what I've said before. We don't need one metric to tell us this stuff. Just give me five metrics that tell me what the net tries to do in one, and let me figure out how to weigh them based on my interpretation of what one team has done this year. Uh, that That's all I need. I don't need one metric that tries to do too much. I just don't. Um, my Tired of It Tuesday, I have two uh, little ones. Uh, I'm, I'm actually tired of me and the people who are like me who think that every single change in baseball is bad. Uh, I have been conditioned by Rob Manfred to think that the people in charge of baseball hate baseball and they want to change it for the worse. Props to them for changing baseball for the better. Have you seen some of the early returns on the pitch clock, Faxon, in spring training games? Have you seen this? I have, and it's I've seen a couple people get tacked with, I think it's an automatic ball if you uh, don't reach the pitch count. I think this is brilliant, and I don't love a lot of the changes in baseball, but I actually like this. 
Okay. I I appreciate, like, I saw the clip of the Brave. They lost the game because of a pitch clock violation. That's going to suck. Here's what sucks worse, losing a game in a pitch clock violation in April or May or June or July or August or September or October or, God forbid, November or any game that actually matters. The reality is this game doesn't matter. It's a spring training game. does not matter. Do not get bent out of shape over spring training results. Uh, college baseball, there's been a significant learning curve with the uh, pitch clock. Guess what, though? If they had a spring training, they would get the kinks out through spring training as well. This will be a non-issue during the season in terms of pitch clock violations by and large because people will adjust. It'll be the same as when they made uh, pitchers pitch to three batters uh, and uh, people were like, what will the lefty specialists do? Well, they might get hit hard twice, but they're going to come in. They're going to get the lefty out still. You know, it's just going to require people to adjust. And the benefits are far outweighing the consequence so far. In 2022... Now, if this, if if the, if these numbers hold, then it is well worth it to make this change. Okay, in 2022, the average game time in Major League Baseball was three hours and seven minutes. On Saturday in spring training, not a single game in spring training was three hours and seven minutes long. The longest two or three hours and six minutes, and somewhere as quick as two hours and fifteen minutes. Now, here's my thing. I don't really care about the length of the games. I really don't. The length of games doesn't bother me. But it is the pace of action within the game that causes people to doze off or lose interest or turn the channel or whatever the case may be. Baseball gets accused a lot of asking people that don't watch baseball what they would do to watch, and then they do what they say, and then they they end up not watching anyway. Like banning shifts, I think a bad idea. Just teach people how to hit again. You know, it's it, it's that kind of stuff. I don't love those changes. I kind of like the bigger bag though, and I really like this pitch clock faxing because this pitch clock, this twenty second, ten second deal in college baseball, and the similar rule in Major League Baseball where you got to get in the box and you got to be on a rubber and you got to pitch the ball. I know this clip going around of Pedro Strope not ever throwing a pitch. And uh, some, uh, you know, a couple pitchers going through entire innings before Pedro Strope can throw one pitch from last year. Uh, that to me is why they're doing this. And as a fan of a game, I, again, I don't care how long it takes, but if the action in between is quicker and that leads to a shorter game, by all means, give me that. That is my Tired of It Tuesday. I'm tired of me for being a cynic. And I'm really tired of Rob Man- Manfred for having a good idea but making me a cynic so I assumed that the idea was going to stink and be terrible before I actually saw it. To be fair, Rob Manfred's not very good at his job in general. So I, I, he's, I, he's not. I, I wouldn't have expected it to be. Uh, but, you know, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? Uh, correct. Correct. I just, uh, I just can't. I just flat I just flat out can't with Manfred. But I can with this rule. And you know, he he stumbled into it. The other tired of it Tuesday is, and we'll get to this maybe on the other side. Faxon, I'm so tired of the Green Bay Packers song and dance where no one will make a decision. I just can't like I can't imagine being a fan of Green Bay and you have an ownership stake at the team and you have to wonder what your franchise and or quarterback is doing every second of every day. We have more quotes on this. Again, I want to talk about this on the other side because we're out of time in this segment, but I'm so tired of the Packers being like, no, you decide if you want to play. No, you decide if I'm going to play. No, you decide if you're going to play. No, you decide if I'm your quarterback. I mean, just somebody make the call. I mean, for crying out loud, could somebody just make a decision there? Either way, good Lord.
We'll talk about that on the other side. Plus, you want to talk about a good decision? I'll give you a good decision. Go stop by Toyota of Easley and get yourself a new or pre-owned vehicle. I love that idea. You know why? Because probably a lot of you are sitting there going, man, I, I really want a new Tundra. I really want a new Tacoma. I really want this or that. I really want this new uh, this RAV4. I really want this new Toyota. I really want this new uh, this used Toyota. But you're waiting on your spouse or you're waiting on your roommate or you're waiting on whoever to make the decision. Just go by there. Just go talk to the sales staff. Just go talk to the people at the service department. Get comfortable with who they are at Toyota Easily, And then, boom, relationship sealed. It's all done. Then you're just you're just getting great deals on financing. You're getting great deals on down payments. You're getting a great relationship with a phenomenal service department. You're getting an award-winning dealership at your fingertips. You've got ownership that's going to be there when you have that conversation. And you've also got a website that will let you start the process at toyotaveasley.com. That's Toyota Beasley, where their name means a great deal. Final segment of the program live from Floor Field in Greenville is next. When the unexpected happens and you need legal advice on how to move forward, Nick Lavery Clemson's local attorney is here to help. Maybe you were hurt on the job or in a car accident, charged criminally, or need help with a residential real estate closing. Nick is a former state prosecutor, has been fighting for Tiger fans like you for over 20 years. Call 864-654-3680, 864-654-3680, or visit online at nicklaverylaw.com. Sure, you could wait until spring for spring cleaning, or you could get an insanely clean home now by calling the experts at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning today. They use ZR water to clean your carpets like no other, and with no sticky soapy residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention me, Mickey, and the Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $119 plus a free hallway. Schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com. What if there was a shake that tastes like your favorite dessert but packed on muscle instead of fat? My friends at EC Sports have done just that. They've created the most delicious protein powders. With 26 grams of protein per serving and just over 100 calories, they taste great. It mixes easy and doesn't cause stomach discomfort. I love the cookies and cream flavor. They guarantee you'll love it too or your money back. Go to UpstateMuscle.com. Use code VIN for 20% off your order at UpstateMuscle.com. It's time to lighten up the mood and update your sock collection with Clemson Sock Shop. Our socks are conversation starters, make great gifts, and enhance any outfit. We have exclusive Clemson socks, socks with your favorite sports team, witty puns, and more. Do you love popcorn? How about 80s and 90s nostalgia? SpongeBob? We have a sock for that and so much more. Shop local at Clemson Sock Shop Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays until 4 inside Newtique Boutique on Pendleton Square. Buy five, get one free. Clemson Sock Shop. It's fun fashion for your feet. Founders MasterCard credit cards are here. Enjoy the convenience, reliability, and security that comes with MasterCard. Accepted worldwide, you can use them for your everyday purchases, travel purchases, and even business purchases. You can even show your school spirit with a Clemson University-designed credit card. And Founders MasterCard credit cards are digital wallet-ready, so you can add them to your smart device. So you always have a way to pay. Plus, you get more with a Founders MasterCard, like rewards for purchases made with your life rewards or extra work. Credit card. Don't wait. Make your priceless experiences today. Visit foundersfcu.com forward slash credit cards. That's foundersfcu.com forward slash credit cards. Or visit one of our offices to apply today. Membership qualification required. Federally insured by NCUA. Terms and conditions may apply. 
My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. Have you ever asked yourself, do I need an estate plan? David Green hears that question almost every day, and the answer is yes. Let David and his team show you why and help you create your personal estate plan to preserve your legacy for your family. Don't put it off another day. Call David Green at 271-7940. That's 271-7940. Or visit greenlaw.legal and begin the journey to secure your legacy. Buying a new or pre-owned vehicle can be a challenging task. The George Coleman Ford team strives to change that. Perhaps that's why their online reviews and multiple Ford President's Awards speak volumes. And with new inventory arriving monthly, you can find the vehicle you've been looking for or have George Coleman Ford order one for you. Never any hidden fees or phantom charges at George Coleman Ford. Plain and simple, old-fashioned, honest business. The best is found in Traveler's Rest. George Coleman Ford. Live, local, trusted. With the largest coverage in the upstate, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Same All right, final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us here on Out of Bounds. William Quaggan was Faxon Childress with you. Faxon inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. I'm live at Floor Field. Again, just a beautiful, beautiful afternoon for baseball. 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock first pitch. We will lead you right into a 6.30 pregame and a 7 o'clock tip in Charlottesville between Clemson and Virginia and facts, and I'm going to just go ahead and tell you right now, uh, the Tigers are covering six and a half tonight. That's too many points at Virginia. Virginia's not blowing people out anyway. Um, and the way Clemson has been shooting the ball the last two games, I'm going to assume that they at least shoot it generally the same way. That That's just too many points for a Virginia team that's still trying to figure it out. I know you've got a, somebody, uh, I think it was Bill, brought up on the uh, Adams Curving text line. You've got the uh, the Terry Holland passing from yesterday, so it's going to be emotional for Virginia certainly. But uh, I just don't I don't know unless Clemson just shoots the ball poorly that Virginia has enough firepower to be able to beat Clemson by more than two possessions. And I actually I mean the way Clemson's playing, they're going to go there and win the daggone game. Now if they play worse, they're not going to win. But if they continue to play like this, Virginia's not beating them. So I'll take the six and a half tonight. Is that a pick? That's a pick, baby. I'll give you another one, too. I'll give you another one, too. Uh, a game that I really like against the number tonight is Indiana laying five and a half against Iowa. Uh, Iowa, it took them 912,000 points to beat Michigan State in overtime. They had to come back. They were down a million with like a minute left, and they came back and tied it and went to OT. And Fran McCaffrey had a staring contest with, uh, with the referee during a timeout and was just, I mean, looked like a goober. Um, they are 0-3-1 in their last four against the spread. 
in Big Ten play on the road, and Indiana plays great at home. So Indiana minus five and a half, avenging a two-point loss in Iowa City earlier. That, my friend, is also a pick. That's a pick. That's a pick. So those are two to take home. There's a couple other ones I really like uh, in the uh, in the early games. Um, I, you know what? I'm I'm tempted to take Marquette minus eight and a half. That's a lot of points on the road at Butler. Uh, Wake Forest minus seven and a half. Even though Boston College is playing a little better, if that if that spread were a little bit lower, I might take it. Um, I also like. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give this one out. I'm back on the Kent State bandwagon. Uh, Kent State's been a little rickety here lately. They were money in the bank early in the year. They covered every single week. They're so good, They've not though. covered. They're do so, what? They're so oh, good. My. I'm so high on they, they play such a fun brand of basketball. They score a trillion points. Well, uh, they covered by half a point against Ohio on the road back in uh, mid-January. Uh, they, are, uh, they are laying seven and a half tonight, and I'm going to take Kent State minus seven and a half against the fighting Ohio Bobcats. Sorry to my friend Bart Boatwright, but uh, that's a pick. That's a pick. That's a pick. Outstanding stuff. So that's three picks for you uh, for you tonight. There's a lot of conference tournament action tonight. I'm really excited for that. Did you watch any of the buzzer beaters last night, Faxon? Yeah, I saw the Bellarmine miracle Kawhi Leonard bounce. Uh, I, I got that one against, was it North Florida? I saw that one. Yeah. As somebody who had uh, as somebody who had North Florida minus two and a half oh. against Bellarmine and was really like after the dunk with ten seconds left, I was like overtime. This is my shot right here, and then you get the front of the rim bounce. Oh. Golly, I, that I, you want to talk about sucking the life out of a person? That's rough. That was that was rough. Yeah, can I talk you into a pick tonight, Quok? Yeah, All do right. it. NC State Duke over 145. I feel I feel like that's low considering how bad NC State's defense has been. Uh, Duke's last home game of the year, if I'm not mistaken, they've been playing a lot better. NC State has no interior defense. Lively and Filipowski have been eating. I feel like I feel like that could be a play tonight. You know what? That's an interesting call. Uh, I've not actually looked at the total in that game and the trends for the teams. I'll tell you this: the over has 84 percent of the money. Oh, that's and, scary. Or no, 84% of the bets That's scary, and 96% though. of the money. That's scary. You know what? And and Duke Duke has been an under team this year. They have gone under um, like 17 times, I think. But in their last, let's see, their last two home games, they have gone over the totals against Louisville and Virginia Tech. So that's something to monitor. Um, they These two teams did go under by half a point. Back on January 4th, the total was 144.5, and, a half, and uh, that was an 84-60 to 60 NC State win. Uh, NC State, meanwhile, on uh, you know to that end, they have uh, gone over in their last two games, and this is their, as you said, this is their uh, regular season finale. So, you know what? You didn't talk me into it, but I'm going to let you put that on the record as an OO Bank official pick with the Reggie sound effect because I like where your head's at All there. Right. I'm, I'm, so I'm getting a guest pick? You're getting a guest pick right there, yeah. That's a pick. That's a pick. I'll take it. And you know what? I'm I'm a man with no pride. I'll put it on my list. I don't even care. I'll put it on my list. So I'll get the I'll get the benefit here. NC State Duke over 145. My legacy's on the line. There you go. I'll take it. I'll I'll take it for sure. A lot of these spreads, I really I, I think the number is pretty spot on. 
Um, Kansas is laying nine and a half. That feels like a lot of points the way that Texas Tech's playing. But I'm not gonna. I'm not taking any points on the road against Kansas. Michigan State is only a four and a half point favorite at Nebraska, but Nebraska is playing very well at home. Here's one more I'll give you, okay? And this one is a little bit of a Terrence Oglesby special. Appreciate T.O. for joining the show today. Um, I'm going to go into the Mountain West. Boise State is a two and a half point favorite today against San Diego State. They got pounded at San Diego State, pounded by 20 at the beginning of February. This is a revenge spot on their home floor. San Diego State is better. Both these teams, defense over offense. But I love a team that can't score on the road, playing at home against another team that can't score on the road. Uh, Give me Boise State minus two and a half. That is a pick, my friend. That's a pick. That's a pick. So here are the five picks today. It is Indiana minus five and a half, Clemson plus six and a half, Kent State minus seven and a half, NC State Duke over 145, and give me Boise minus two and a half against uh, San Diego State. Any thoughts? Anything else, Faxon, you want to add to the ledger? No, I, I like the card. I think you're going to have a good night tonight. And if not, I'm definitely not to blame, even though I did give a guest pick. But I think, dude, that's that's going to hit. Duke's going to score 85 points their, themselves. I think Duke wins that game like 85-74 or something. You know, especially if Burns gets in foul trouble. First of all, I think the, the embarrassment factor of the way that game went where they were they were down a million. It was essentially what Clemson did to NC State. NC State did to Duke and Raleigh. So there's some embarrassment there. They're trying to get right. The um, as as T.O. told us, uh, Duke is getting right right now, and uh, they they feel really good. Lively and Whitehead are integrating well. They still can rebound the heck out of the ball. They uh, I, and I do think they will have issues guarding those guards from NC State. I don't think they'll do as good a job as Clemson did. They will get putbacks and they will go to the line. I think Duke shoots at least 30 free throws tonight. Yeah. So uh, and also, mark my words. Also, like. Who is NC State stopping in general? Like, their defense the past month has been terrible. They haven't stopped anybody. They can't yeah, stop people uh, on the interior specifically. That's where Clemson, a lot of their threes came from inside-out game. Why can't Duke do the same thing? I just can't see them holding them under 80. I would agree, especially in Cameron. I would agree with that. All right, one more phone call in the show. Let's go to Delvin, who's up with us next. What's up, Delvin? What's up, Oh, uh, First of all, uh, Fast man, be quiet about the Kent State coach. How State might fire Chris Holman higher, man. They don't want you to take the coach away from him, so you, you got to be quiet. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, but, uh, but, Carl, you talking about Green Bay. I'm going to let you handle that. What I'm tired of, man, is all the coverage ESPN NFL Network giving up for a little stupid update. Dude, let me give you an update. Adam Shelter here. Well, Aaron Rodgers is putting on a red shirt today. Back to you guys. Update. Eric Carr is putting on the green shirt. He might be going to the Jets, guys. Stupid updates like that. Just give us an update when they're going to do something, man. When they're going to sign a contract and put that team up. Not an update where, where they're going to visit somebody today or sources tell me they're talking to about something like that. Man, just give me a real update. When they when a deal get done or something, let me know. Don't give me these little crazy little updates, man. That's what I'm tired of with ESPN and NFL Network. You know, I, I, I am there too, man. I, I, Delvin, that's a great point. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks yeah, very thank much. You, Absolutely. You know, that's part of the, the beauty of what the NFL has built for itself is it's built a 24-7, 365 newsmaking machine, and sometimes you have to fake it by saying, breaking news, no updates. And that's basically what they've done this entire uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. Here's the news story, and I, I talked about this, uh, that basically Brian Gutekunst, the, uh, the general manager of the, uh, the Packers, he said in Indy yesterday for the Combine, 
Uh, since end of season meetings have been little or no conversation between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, he says, quote, he's a great player, but until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now. But we really have those conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers, what's best for Aaron. So we'll get to that once those conversations happen, close quote. Uh, he's had text exchanges but hasn't said anything else. And uh, he just he just says he he doesn't know. No one knows actually who the Packers' quarterback is. Least of all the Packers, they seem to have know less about their quarterback situation than uh, than anybody else. Um, uh, one other thing, you know, a texter pointed out to me that, uh, and it, it's a pretty good point that the spring training games do matter since we're talking about pitch clock. Uh, they and they do matter for players who are going to make the big leagues. And here's the follow-up text. It says, players are paid based on performance that shouldn't be determined by a pitch clock. Pitchers and hitters have routines and it's ways they're comfortable. Uh, and uh, changing routines is much more than you think. Look, I, I understand. Okay, I'm actually standing on this. I understand that it's difficult for players to change it. But the freaking games last three and a half hours because the pitcher paces around the mound six times and the batter takes four years to redo his batting gloves every pitch. No, that's not what gets people to the ballpark. That's not a game anyone likes or loves. I'm tired of people trying to defend this version of the game that people hate. Everyone hates that. They hate it. They, they hate Virginia baseball because it's throw over the first, crawl like an earthworm to the mound, call time, step out of the box, take eight years to do whatever. This is a horrible way to play. Everyone hates it. And then when they change the rules to make people play well, it's like, oh, no, you're, you're ruining the game. You're going to take away people's livelihoods. Hey, here's a hint. When they change the rules, be good at doing it the new way or you don't get to the big leagues. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I'm so, like, I, I understand that, but, like, you're, you're okay, so we'll just let people play an objectively worse way just so some rookie can get 10 days in the, on a big league club. Get out of here with that. Hey, I had to go the back way out of my neighborhood this morning because Tiger Moving was there, and I had to do the same thing last night. As people are moving into my new neighborhood, Tiger Moving is supplying all of their moving needs. In fact, I saw a different company, and I just thought to myself, this is just this is inferior. Uh, Tiger Moving, uh, they, they, they're hooking up people all over my neighborhood. They hooked us up. They moved us into our new home. The Mack truck has been seen in our neighborhood more than I have the last few days. If you want to know more about them, TigerMoving at gmail.com or check them out at TigerMovingGreenville.com. Thanks very much, Faxon. Enjoyed the conversation. We'll be here live with Clemson Baseball at 3.30. God bless. We'll see you then. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.